Pulse. You're now locked in to HBCU Pulse. We're the number one outlet for HBCU life, talking about everything that's important to our culture, from on-campus issues to politics and what's trending on the yard. We always keep that same energy. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBC Pulse and the host of HBC Pulse Radio in the building for a very special bonus edition of HBC Pulse Radio on today. We are live and direct. First and foremost, we are on HBCU League Pass Plus, as well as YouTube and our podcast platforms. We struck a partnership with HBC League Pass Plus. So we're going to bring you daily content of HBC Pulse Radio and also our official broadcast of HBC Pulse Radio on HBCU League Pass. So super excited for that partnership and where we go from there. I have my co-host Shelby with me. Shelby, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I love loving the glasses, loving, you know, the, the cardigan, very professional. Very right. fresh off of work. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, we got to go to work and, and I'll tell you what you're doing. You, 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 you're, you're giving me lawyer right now. That's what you're giving me. We're going to need those skills on today because we're going to do something that typically we don't do on HBCU Pulse. So, and I, I'll, I'll explain. So when situations go down in the HBCU community, we like to really keep things above board. When we started HBCU Pulse, uh, the creed was to tell the authentic story of HBCU life. And sometimes that picture isn't always pretty. Sometimes it's a beautiful picture. Sometimes it's conversations that need to be had in the community that, to be honest, I felt as if it was too raw for us to touch. And I felt as if I didn't want to exacerbate the issue. But as our platform is growing and as our voice is more pertinent in our HBCU community, it's certain things that we have to discuss with tact, with respect, with professionalism, but also keep it real. So it's two stories that we're going to talk about. One of them, I hesitated for weeks to talk about that I finally decided to talk about. Um, and we're going to go on and get into it. That's going to be the first story that we discussed. All right. So let's go on and get into it. So I know everyone that's watching this at whatever point in time has heard about what happened at FAMU on July the 29th, 2022. I'm a young lady uh, that goes by the name of Terika Starr. She graduated from Florida A&M University with her master's degree. And she posted a naked graduation picture on campus slightly after she graduated, I think a couple hours later. Uh, so with that grab picture, it went viral, of course, because she was naked. And when I say naked, she had on nothing but shoes, okay? So it was a lot uh, that went into that, a lot of conversation. Fam, you was discussing it. It was a lot of dialogue about it, some defending her, some castigating her using the image and likeness of Fam, you to promote the picture. Uh, Terika uh, wants to be a rapper. So that's something that, from what I'm understanding, it helped her out, you know, get, getting out there with, with her music. Um, so she is in an investigation, and FAMU, the next day on July the 30th, said they were going to investigate the situation, all right? And they released a statement, and Terika on her social media, uh, she corroborated that an investigation was going on, and she sits, received legal uh, representation, uh, to see what the next step will be. Uh, she recently uh, interviewed on The Shade Room. You know, we love The Shade Room here. We love The Shade Room, all right? But she interviewed on The Shade Room for TSR Investigates, where she talked about the whole entire situation with the naked picture. So I want to play a little clip of what she said. Were you naked? 
in those photos? Due to it being an open investigation, I cannot confirm or deny. Williams says that people already knew her for her risque outfits, and she's never been afraid to show off her body. I have been dressing um, provocative or explicit my whole life. So people know that this is how I dress. I'm very comfortable in the skin that I am in. I like taking risks. Were you all over campus or was this just only at this specific statue location? Due to there being an investigation, um, I cannot confirm or deny whether I was on campus or not. Okay, okay. Um, but is the statue on campus? The statue is on campus. Okay. So when, when I saw this clip, and Shelby's the one introduced it to me because I'm, listen, she working, I'm working, but Shelby's more in tune to what's going on than I am about certain things. I've been isolated, man. So she told me about this video and I watched it. It's my, it's my people at the shade room. I'm like, okay, I want to see what they're talking about. And it was a very fair interview. I think it was very fair. It wasn't salacious. It wasn't getting her to say anything that she didn't need to say. But that one moment really stuck out to me where she said that she cannot comment on if she is on campus. And also, also the question that followed up where she said the statue was on campus, but she couldn't confirm or not that she was on campus. That shows she has a legal professional, but I think that that was a little bit of a misstep. But let's walk this down, Shelby. So first and foremost, how did you hear about Terrica Starr and this naked photo? Well, first... Um, you know, just scrolling to social media, it was all over social media. It was on everybody's story. So that's how I kind of found out about that. And then, you know, of course the shade room posted it and things like that. So the first thing was basically seeing it on uh, my followers and things like that on their pages. So for me, uh, I typically nowadays, I like to set boundaries for myself, boundaries for my team with HBC Pulse, because I think that's healthy. So for me, I've often worked myself to death often. You know this, Shelby. So, man, sometimes I just step away because, like, the grind of being on social media, when you're working in social media, you got to step away and find your peace. So, you know, for me, that Friday, I, I logged off. I wasn't logged into anything. And typically what I do now is that if it's not, like, a, a pertinent news day or it's not sports going on with HBCUs, I normally log off. So I logged off. I logged off Instagram. I was not on social media at all. So I woke up, you know, it's a beautiful day, sun is shining, and I get on Twitter because, you know, I want to check to see what's going on. I want to make sure we're not, we're not in a world war. I want to make sure another pandemic ain't popped off. So, I, so I, I, look on, I look on Twitter, and I see that FAMU is trending. I see people are talking about a picture. I'm like, what, what picture are they talking about? Because I know FAMU grab pictures are dope, right? Right. So they're talking about this specific picture of someone naked. I'm like, someone naked? So I'm thinking... It's something where it's like someone was seen naked on campus or whatever or passed out. I'm like, okay, this is, I want to see what's going on. Then I saw the picture. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is a grab picture. Okay. Right. And then I did some more investigation and I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this going, this going to go viral. Like, cause it, it had started circulating around and fam, you was trending. Her name was trending, but I just, I'm like, man, this is going to be really bad. I, this is going to be, you know, something that's talked about for a little minute, and then lo and behold, Bossup got behind it, other social media blog pages got behind it, and it blew up into something that became bigger than what it was supposed to be. So I want to ask you this, Shelby. So 
you saw it, you saw it circulating with your followers on social media. So when you got a chance to look at the picture and decipher what was going on, what were your first thoughts? Well, first, I was just really surprised that this was real. I was trying to figure out, you know, was it Photoshop? Like, this is like, is this real? And then I wanted to know, like, who was all involved in this? Like the photographer, like the your idea of actually coming up with being naked on campus. It was just a lot that was going through my head. But, you know, after, you know, a little research, I went on her page kind of seeing, you know, her other pictures and what she posts and things like that. And I was just shocked. And then finding out that she got her master's degree in education counseling. So it's like, but you're naked in your grad photos. How is that going? What school are you going to be counseling <laughs> when you're naked in your grad? I just don't, I just didn't understand how she felt like that was the time to do something like that. I mean, people take nude photos all the time, but not for their graduation pictures. I mean, to each his own, but that was crazy to me. <laughs> so for me, like, I think just for me, just being in the HBCU space, I sort of immediately had an opinion on it. And the first opinion was that's FAMU's campus, you know, and there are in the black community, I can't speak for other communities, but in the black community, there are institutions that are sacred. Of course, we know on college campuses, Greek organizations are sacred. Like, you know, don't do the stroll, don't do the chant, don't do all the different stuff. But in the black community in general, church is sacred. So, you know, there's certain things you don't do in, in a, on a church grounds. There's even like street laws on that. Like they try not to shoot or fight on church grounds. You know, like it's like a respect that black people inherently have for the church, no matter your denomination, your religion, that's already there. But it's, in, it's a respect for HBCUs that we have and that black folks typically tend to have, even if you didn't go to our institutions. And oftentimes we have to educate folks that are in our community and even some that are not a part of the HBCU culture of what's right and what's wrong. Now, Terica, from what I understand, she went to Florida International University. If I got that wrong, uh, please, uh, I please apologize for that. Uh, but she did not go to FAMU for undergrad. And I think that when it comes to an undergraduate experience, especially with what we get on freshman week, how our, how our experience is very much tailored to the upperclassmen uh, that bring us in, we know not to do certain things. Because I know for me, 2015, I came in, I had some real brothers that really brought us into the fold at Fort Valley. And like, they told us what to and not to do. They told us about, you know, not stepping on the shield when, when the Greeks are out. They, they told us about classwork. They told us about, you know, different things about how to interact with women, how to interact with teachers. It was a whole entire like rites of passage into the HBCU lifestyle that even as someone that's been away from that for seven years, because I got graduated in 2019, like that's still something that I think about. I'm like, man, I learned this, I learned that, I learned, I learned this, and I learned that. And I just believe that if Terika went to FAMU for undergrad, I just think that her respect for the institution of FAMU would have made her not do that. And I'm tell you something she wouldn't do. She would not have stepped on a Greek plot like she wouldn't have, she wouldn't she wouldn't imitate destroys. She wouldn't have done anything like that because she knows. I would assume what comes with that, right? You know. So, like, why did she feel that she could do this? This naked picture on campus when it's sort of illegal if she was actually there. She's trying to say she wasn't. Sort of illegal, number one. 
And then number two is like, why are you bringing fam you into that? And another thing too, before I talk about you, Shelby, I saw the caption. She's dressed provocatively her whole life. The the problem, respectfully, is that she wasn't dressed at all. She where's the where's the provocative dress? Like it was invisible. Like birthday suit. You know what I mean? So it's like I, the the provocative dressing is one thing, but not dressing at all is a whole entirely different thing. You know? Right. I. It was a lie, and she actually is standing on that. You know, she all she keeps repeating, even when she was in the shade room, that I've always dressed provocative. But I, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. It does not explain why you were naked on campus. That doesn't does. make any sense. And I agree with you with saying, you know, there's a certain respect that you have to have for your institution, and for her to do that, it just shows that you know either she's just ignorant to that respect. Or she just doesn't really, you know, take it that seriously. So I don't know. I I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's a different level of, of respect, you know, when it comes to just the undergraduate experience because you come up like you you on that grind, like you see, like I know, for example, with, with me and Foyal, like my freshman year, like we got close because our class dealt with a lot of, you know, students that passed both you know that was that that went to fort valley and also within our class so that brought us together and that camaraderie made us appreciate that experience a lot more and then of course you know being a student leader and having to sort of buffer when the news would say something bad you know about about our institution you know when it's different rivalry stuff that goes on we're taught to ride and say what we need to do so we're taught to defend our institutions you know when we're in undergrad so you know, I think that that's something that is bred in all of us. And I don't know if that same type of energy is put within like PWI campuses. Like, I don't know if they taught at UGA, you better not let Alabama say nothing about UGA. Like, I don't know if they, if they outside of football, I don't know if, if they really, that's bred within them. But with HBCUs, I think we're deputized as like, like, you know, controllers and protectors of the legacy. You know, especially right. student leaders. So it's like we're taught, don't let anybody say this about your school. Defend your school, promote your school. Even as an alumni, when you're sworn in, they're saying, hey, like, you know, you're you're being sworn in to always uphold your institution and recruit your institution and get back to your institution. So even when we're walking out the door, you have an alumni ritual that says you're defending your institution and you're a recruiter for your institution, even if, even if you're not working for the school. So I want to segue out of this topic because I don't think there's too much more to talk about, okay? Uh, but it's been conversation, and we posted about it on Pulse with uh, a tweet about how it's been conversation about if her degree uh, should be snatched. And the investigation is going on from what we're seeing from her page currently. She posted a TikTok about it called Terrica Takes Trial, um, where she's talking about the investigation and I guess a trial-type setup that's going on with FAMU, their counsel, and also her legal counsel. So do you think that her possibly, allegedly, being on campus naked, do you think this warrants her degree getting taken? Well, you know, we spoke privately about this. And at first, you know, my mindset was, no, I don't. Because at the end of the day, she worked hard for that degree. She took her class. She got the, the grades that she deserved. So I didn't think that she should have her degree taken away. I, I, I don't. Now, any other consequences outside of that, 
you know, being fined or a lawsuit, whatever. Yes, most definitely. But, you know, her degree, I mean, she earned her degree. She just made a bad choice. That's true. And she did earn it. She got a 3.8. Exactly. She's extremely smart. Just, well, book smart. (laughs) Not not to hate on her or anything like that. I'm not saying that. That was just a bad choice. That personal decision right there to stand naked on campus. That was a bad choice. That was a bad choice. And she's a, you know, intelligent woman. She deserves her degree. So for me, I've, I've gotten really big into legal shows. Like I love All Rise, right? I started watching it last Thursday. Um, and I'm and I'm I gotta I gotta get to you know we, we might need to talk it's about it. It's pretty that good. One day. It's really good. And then you have Simone, who's the who, who's the main character. She went to Howard. I don't know if you mm-hmm. went to Howard. So like you know HBCU excellence. Why don't you talk about that? But one thing when it comes to law and different legal matters, one thing that I've seen often attorneys and lawyers argue is remorse. Like is the person that is being charged or the person that you know, is, is this the defendant, like, are they showing some level of remorse, right? I I don't think she's showing remorse. I think that the Shade Room interview, I, I was, it was a cause for alarm for that interview, but she was saying the right things. And I think she was prepped by her lawyer to a certain point. She was prepped by her lawyer, but with the TikToks, with the things that she said, she also said something about possibly taking some professors down with her if she goes down. Like, I, I just think that She's not showing remorse. I mean, you can stand on it, but I just think that legally you got to play the game. You know, like if you're trying to make it where you keep your degree, you're trying to make it where FAMU shows mercy on you because HBCUs are purveyors of second chances. You know, I think all of us to a certain point have had a second chance at our institutions. So that's already there and the standards there. So most likely FAMU's going to be like, listen, this was a bad decision, but we're going to give you a second chance because you were a good student and we don't want to put you out there like that. We don't want to ruin your reputation like that. Fam, you has every motivation to say that. But when you're talking about taking teachers down with you, we don't know what you're alluding to. We have thoughts, but what are you alluding to when you say three teachers going down with you? Or That's like you're great. posting these TikToks where you're playing on like you're in a courtroom and you know mm-hmm. your your degree getting snatched away. It just seems like you're joking about it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm family legal counsel and I'm, I don't have a law degree, but if I'm family legal counsel, I'm saying this young woman isn't showing remorse. So why should we? So I'm not saying her degree should be taken, but at this point, if it was, I, I wouldn't be too upset, you know. So that's sort of just my stance on it is that I think that as this goes on, this might stretch on for months. We never know. So as this goes on, I hope that she thinks about the, the energy that she's that she's given out and moves more strategically. And hopefully her lawyer advises her of that. But uh, final thoughts on uh, what went down with Terrica, Shelby? Final thoughts? Um, I really hope that you know, she, you know, kind of humbles herself through this situation and just realizes that, you know, a lot is at stake for her. So if I were her, I would just remain silent. <laughs> and I hope that she realized that so she can, you know, get the bigger picture. And that's her degree. She needs her degree. She worked hard for her degree. So all of the, you know, TikToks and being funny about it, it's not worth what you worked hard for. So I hope that she realizes that. 
for me, my final thought on this topic uh, with Terrica Starr and her post naked on FAMU's campus is, you know, social media follows you. You know, when your name comes up, things are going to show up. And it going viral was the worst possible option. Because now when I look up your name, these articles going to pop up. And this is going to stay with her and carry through her career. So now she's going to be defined by this in job interviews. She's going to be defined by this in every aspect of her life because of a bad decision she made on social media. I can't tell her what to do with her body. I can't do that. But what and but what I can do and say is you have to move smarter on the internet because this is forever. Things are archived. Pictures are saved. And we live in an American society that is very much so conservative in several different ways, not just politics, conservative also in, in, in societal, in societal views, you know? So no matter where she goes, even black progressive black cities, like, you know, Atlanta, DC, New York, this will follow her. And I hope that she's able to maneuver around it. I don't want her to get her degree taken, but you know, for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction, you know? So that's something she has to think about. But let's move on to the next topic because in this HBCU life, Shelby, as you know, it's always something going on. <laughs> so let's talk about this video that went viral on Twitter over the weekend. So the students are back on campus. We can't relate because we we graduated, okay? So we can't relate. And I never could relate, and I'll tell you why in a second. But it was a block party uh, at Clark Atlanta University. And I want to say that we do not have the names of these individuals and there's also facts within this video that we don't know. So we're going to be safe legally and also make sure, you know, everybody's protected. So at Clark Atlanta, it was a block party. It was a young lady uh, that allegedly kissed a, a, a young man that's a member, allegedly, of Omega Life Opportunity Incorporated. Allegedly. That's what the talk is on the Twitter streets. And also on, on, on Black Enterprise, I wanted to say that. Black, I blame Black Enterprise, <laughs> if y'all mad at me. Um, so allegedly was a part of Omega Soft Opportunity Incorporated, and it was a video where uh, the young lady, they're passionately kissing. She uh, She's picked up by him, and it was just a whole big old thing. And uh, since then, it was a big debate over, like, why they were doing this during the pandemic, because you have COVID that is still very much a pandemic. It's not over. And then monkeypox, the Biden administration, as reported by HBCPost.com, they listed it earlier this month as a national emergency. We're not shutting down over it, but cases are rising and spreading. And they're in Georgia. Well, Shelby and I are in Georgia. They're in Georgia. I've seen reports on it. So that was a lot of conversation. And also the fact of, like, why? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? And it, but also on the flip side, it's a conversation of, Hey, like, why don't y'all get on a guy? And I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a you know that's a valid point because it it, it took two to tango. She wasn't she wasn't kissing there, all right. She was kissing another person, you know. Uh, that's number one. But also just the same thing that you know we saw with you know Terica is is that you know the policing of you know the bodies of black women and the actions of black women, which is problematic, you know. And I think in the black community we we do that maybe not as much as like conservative, you know, personalities and other communities. But I think to a certain point we do that because we have our own ways that are conservative within our values. So I want to ask you this. So when, so when you found out about the video, right, what were your first thoughts, Shelby? 
when I, well, first when I heard about it, I heard about it um, from a friend, but then when I went to go and see it, I could not believe that. Like, of course, you know, attending, I, you know, as I've attended the HBCU, so I'm familiar with, you know, parties and things like that and all of that. But it was just like, they are really kissing, like kissing, kissing, like this is real. It was a lot for me. And um, I was just like, I've, I've seen, you know, similar things at parties at HBCUs, but that, that was like over the top <laughs> because it was like, I mean, tonguing everything. It was just a lot. So I have to say this. So Shelby, you're way more experienced than me on this. I never went to an HBCU party. And I will, I will say that full. I love, I'll see, I love how you look like, ah, like I, I didn't like, you know, it, I, party was never my vibe, you know? Um, and I know that, you know, with college and HBCUs, there's a culture of, hey, go party, go XYZ. When I went to Fort Valley, I was trying to work, man. I, I was trying to, to be your favorite author. I was trying to be the next Tom Joyner. So I was very much the man on campus. People knew me. I wasn't a lame or nothing. I wasn't just cooped up in my room. But I had like parameters. <laughs> like, like the only time I went off campus was to go was to go get some sharks or or some groceries. You know, so I go home. You know what I mean? Uh, but I stayed on, on campus mostly. And you know, I never went to to a, like a Q Block party. I never went to you know the 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 clubs and different stuff like that. I never went. You know, uh, I saw things. I heard things, but. I, I I've never I've never seen anybody picked up, okay? Because that'll go down on campus, listen for Valley. Never seen nobody picked up, so don't ask me nothing. Never seen nobody picked up. However, I think that when I first saw it, in my mind, the same thing flashed, you know, in my mind that flashed the same thing with you know the terrorist situation is of the the backlash that's gonna come to Clark Atlanta and the conversation around this especially when classes for what i understood i think it started this week and this video circuit started circulating on saturday or friday or saturday um last friday or saturday so classes hadn't started yet they just moved in so it's like this is the conversation to start a new year you know like like this is is what we're doing like i just ha i have an expectation for things I, I just i think that's my weakness like, that's my kryptonite, Shelby. If I'm Superman, that's my kryptonite. Expectation. I have an expectation how people should carry themselves. I have expectations of how institutions, what they should do. I just have an expectation. And my expectation of someone coming into college, especially at an HBCU, where you get that orientation with experience, you get the upperclassman that's telling you about what goes on and how to conduct yourself. I just have expectation that you would move differently. And also social media, how these folks talk on Twitter about how they just Megan the Stallion, just players out here. Like these women talking about, oh man, I'm, I'm that girl. I'm the it girl, right? So if you're the it girl, why are you doing it? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I have an expectation that if you the it girl, stop doing it, okay? That is my expectation. So when I saw it, I'm like, What's going on? Like, she really thought that was cool. And then another thing, I'm just going to be honest with you. Then I started to think about that tricky conversation of if she was intoxicated, if he was intoxicated, because now that goes into a consent thing. Because if she's intoxicated, she can't give consent to do that. So now it's like a tricky, slippery slope that I started to think about. And it's like, I hate to have that conversation, but I mean, we have to. So, like, those were my first thoughts when I first saw the video 
then the comments happen. So, Shelby, what what side of the coin do you fall on? Is she is she cool? Is she all right for doing this, or is she sort of like sis, what you doing? Like, how, how you feeling about it? It was definitely sis, what you doing? But I mean, that's always been my thought when I seen things like this at parties. Never will I ever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like you said, it's the way you conduct yourself. And you don't want to start a reputation like that because, unfortunately, people remember those things. Like, oh, that's the girl that got picked up by the cute dog at the party. Like, those are things that people remember, and that's not what you want to be remembered by, especially, you know, I don't know if this young lady was a freshman or whatever, but if she was a freshman, you know, you only been on the campus for 36 seconds, <laughs> and you already, you know, just wilding. So you just got to be careful. And, you know... A lot of, you know, students coming into college, a lot of students, we may say, you know, they should know to do this or they should know to do that, but that's not always the case. That's not always the case. She probably in her head thinking that's cute. Like he like her, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, we, we can't have expectations. We can't have expectations, especially not with, um, you know, this generation, you know, generate just young people because you just never know what kind of support they may have had. You don't know, you know, what their mother or their father or whoever may be, you know, raising them or who, what they're telling them, what their values are. You don't know. So you really can't say, you know, well, she should know better. She probably don't. <laughs> she probably genuinely does not know any better. She probably thinks she was just having fun and having a good time. But at the end of the day, I don't think she, well, she probably does now, realize that, you know, things like that can affect you. It can affect you. So I just think when it comes to expectation, for our generations, we are inundated with a bunch of knowledge. Like we're inundated with the internet, we're inundated with YouTube, we're inundated with Snapchat. Now TikTok is a thing, Instagram. So, you know, a lot of us have seen parties before before we got to campus. A lot of us have seen Greeks. A lot of us have seen these different recap videos of what college parties are like. Because when you talk to a high schooler, typically they ask you about co about college parties. Like, yeah. typically, that, that, that's what, what they ask you about. Well, how, how are the parties? Because they have high school parties. What's like, oh, here, the college parties are really. So it's like, that knowledge is out there. This ain't 2004. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know how this is. And I just want to zero back in on this. Shelby, these girls be on their Instagram captions. Megan just dropped a new album. All up at the, the captions about, be, about being female players. You know, Gl Glorilla got her song pop. I love Glorilla. She got her I song popping. She did that. She, she did, like, listen, she did that. But listen to the lyrics of the song. Like, basically mm -hmm. talking about they ain't steady no man, city girls, how, how it is. Like, so it's like, this is the discourse. This is the, the artist that a lot of young women are identifying with, but you're saying this, and I know we, we say that artists don't live by this, but you, you, you like, you putting these captions up on your Instagram, you putting stuff up on, on your Twitter, but then you're doing something totally different. Because if, if, you, if you really play like that, you know, if you really like that, if you're really that girl, you ain't doing that. I'm just, I, honestly, because, because it's a level of respect and honor that you want to carry yourself with. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to sound like I'm 50, like I'm somebody's dad, but it's like it's a, a like a, a, a regalness that I think people that are desirable in any any state, whether it's like in a, in a relationship situation, whether it's a student leader, whether it's from a business aspect, you want to present yourself as someone that's almost majestic to a certain point. And that's what I always try to do for myself. 
Where it's like, I, I think that to a point, me not going to parties gave me a little bit of an edge because it may be a little bit different. Because when I said that, I thought I was going to get clown, but it's like, that's interesting. We got to take it to a party. Like, when they ask me why, and I'm like, well, I don't drink, I don't dance, so why am I there? That makes sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> it, it gave me a little bit of an edge a little bit where, where, where it's like, man, Randall don't go. They used, I, I remember back in the day, show, we used to think I didn't cuss. I told you about that. They, they thought if I cussed, they were like, Randall. You cussed? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what the world? I'm like, I, I told you this. I'm gonna say it online. Like, I'm not an angel. I'm angel adjacent. I'm on the same street as the angels. You feel me? <laughs> I love how you look at the show. Me. But, but like, you know, but just in general, like I feel like it's just a, a level of respect you have to carry yourself with. And like you right. said, like this is something that can stick with you if she's a freshman. This is something that can stick with you your whole entire collegiate career and follow you in every aspect. Now, granted, this is a party situation. I, I hate to say it, she wasn't naked on campus. You know what I mean? You know, that, that's, that's something else that, that, that would carry with her. But, I'm, I mean, I don't think it's going to necessarily harm her. I, I think we should have that conversation. I don't think it's going to harm her as far as maybe opportunities. And she can grow from this. I think that if she's a freshman, truly, she can grow from this. And this doesn't have to define her. But within the society that we're in, and especially at HBCU campuses, it probably will. And to that point, I feel sorry for her, you know, because like, you know, bullying is real in different fronts, you know, like stigmas are real. People talk, you know, and I think that that's what's going to hurt more. And I think that in these situations, because another thing to show before I talk back to you, this video is public. So if it is a high schooler that is that is looking at HBCUs that saw this video, because it went viral, probably a million views across platforms, it's on YouTube. So if this video has been received by high schoolers, they now have knowledge. So that's why my expectation is, you saw this video, it's, it's, it's everywhere, your, your, your followers probably shared it, so you have this knowledge, and my, my brother's in high school, I was in high school, he was in high school a few years ago, so it's like, we know what goes down, you know what I mean, in high school, college is, college is just like high school on steroids, that's all it is, you know, so it's like, we saw it went down in high school, were, were you doing that with the football players, you know what I'm saying, like, like I, that's what I want, that's like, I, I don't want to know that for her, but that's just how I look at it, where it's like, I feel like knowledge is there. Like that's where the expectation comes from because college and high school doesn't diverge that much. You know what I'm saying? To me, college and high school definitely does diverge. Um, I don't know. I, for me, well, maybe that's just for me because I didn't party in high school. Oh, so you didn't party in high school. I didn't either. No. So we, so we just, I didn't party we the exact same. I, when I went to college, I got the full experience, okay? <laughs> I waited to do that. Well, you know, because my mom, she wasn't having all that. So, you know, I didn't go to, like, parties. I wasn't drinking like that in high school. No, I wasn't drinking. So it was just like, no, I don't. I think it's a big difference But uh, for to me. But I will say, you know, I honestly think that, like I said, that's not the first time that that has happened. You know, what happened to her, that's not the first time that that's happened at a college party. So it's just the fact that she went viral. <laughs> it's just the fact that she went viral. And I will say, if it didn't go viral, she probably would be able to, you know, readjust her uh, reputation, things like that. 
you know, people will forget about it because there are probably way more girls that will probably have done the same thing happen to them. So, you know, it's it's a little different. But now that she's viral, it's going to be kind of hard to come back from that. So it's Shelby, gonna let, be hard. Let me tell you this story, Shelby. I, I think this, this story is real good, especially for our League Pass audience and the YouTube audience. So I think it's gonna it, it will care with her even if it didn't go viral. I'll tell you the reason why. And I think you'll understand this when I say when I tell this story. So when I was a freshman at Fort Valley, uh, we got called for like a dorm meeting, one of our first dorm meetings. We just like got on campus, and it was before our, our welcome, like our welcome party or whatever. So we come in and you and you know the male orientation leaders come into our dorm and they're talking to us and they made it a point to tell us real stuff. They were saying, Hey, this happens. That happens. This is what this is. This is what that is. So they were telling us real stuff as they understood it as individuals that were on campus. So there's this one brother, I'm not going to say his name cause I don't remember it. Um, but he raised his hand and people raised their hand asking really great questions about the college experience. He raised his hand. They said, hey, you right there. He said, hi, uh, what's the Wi-Fi password? And we was like, bro, what's wrong with you? We are having a real conversation about college, about what's going on. We talking about, about relationships. They start talking about Greek life, all these different stuff that folks want to hear about. This man asking for the Wi-Fi. And it's like, brother, did you not read the room? And we weren't saying that back then. That was 2015. But it's like, I say this now, you weren't re- you're not going to read the room? And until he transferred, I, I don't know if this room might transferred, but I, I didn't call him this. I, I know his name, though, but I, I had a class with him. I knew him as, as, as Wi-Fi. That's what we called him. I knew him as Wi-Fi. I never called him Wi-Fi because I don't do that. All right? But he was known as Wi-Fi until he left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like they used to be like, what's up, Wi-Fi? <laughs> like, like literally. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, if something like that, because I promise you, that followed him, because he didn't go to Raleigh after that. That followed him. And I, I don't know how he felt about that. I think it was sort of funny to him. He didn't really care because he because guess what? He got the Wi-Fi password, so he got what he wanted. <laughs> but like the thing is that that followed him. So if if a Wi-Fi question during a real brother conversation is gonna follow that man, and then they might we might see him come up on homecoming. That's Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? I think that'll care, that'll follow her, even without without cameras, without social media. Honestly. Well, when you put it that way, yeah, I, I do agree because, you know, things like that do happen. I just think, you know, it was just a little intense. It was the kiss that really messed her up. Like, people are not going to forget that, you know? <laughs> that was a, that was a lot. It was a passionate kiss. Like, it was basically licking her face. <laughs> man, man, they, like, they they kiss like, like, she's, like, he saved the world. Like, you know, how at the end of an action movie, like, you know, you got, you got, you got, like, the damsel in the stress, and you have, like, the superhero, and they kiss. I'm like, I thought that was her boyfriend. I'm like, what, what is going on? I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? So, so I think that, you know, I hope it, I hope it doesn't follow her. I hope, hope her mental health is good, you know, but. We just got to keep it real. Like I said, we're going we're gonna to keep it tactful, but we're going to keep it real. Like, yeah. we got to risk it's, it's going to follow her. But I, I got to ask this but before we go. So this is a conversation around this topic that's popped up that I just simply don't agree with. And the conversation is that it's weird that it was recorded. And that, oh, well, and, and y'all have done stuff too. Like, it's different stuff. We can spill tea. And it's like, well, first... I did. I didn't went to a party, so you know you can't spill nothing. Oh, me. <laughs> but that's that's the that's the first thing. All right, but 
I mean, do you like where do you fall in that conversation of because I think people are deflecting saying that it's not what he did because he did something too. It's not what she did. It's the phones because back in the 2000s or the 90s, it wasn't no phones when Freaknik was going down. It wasn't no phones when part of was part of was going down. Now it's 2022. Everybody got an iPhone. Everybody got Instagram or whatever. So where do you fall on that spectrum? Do you think that the phones are the problem and folks should be recording, or do you think no matter what it is, what it is? It is what it is because we know what day and age we live in. She knows that someone is bound to pull out a phone and record her she we know this like people record everything people record people getting killed and shot people record everything so you can't tell me that them recording is the problem that's just what people are going to do and i wish we would stop saying that because we just might as well know somebody gonna record it I that's agree. a given that's a given so that's just what times we're living in now so you know you can't blame it on the people she should have never did that and he should never did that but i mean she could she could have stopped him because i mean if you don't want it to happen to you i mean we don't know if she was under influence we don't know any of that stuff so like you said but it's just it's it's no so no. <laughs> I, i'm I, so 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 for, for the sake of the argument you said she shouldn't have done it i think he shouldn't have done it either because because i'm gonna be i'm gonna I'm go after that black man like as, as, a, as a fellow black man Whereas, like, we know how we're perceived. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know how men are perceived. We know how black men are, are perceived. And that's something that, that is taught to us when, when we're freshmen because we have the different workshops and all that we have to go through. So it's, so it's like, if, if you, like, you know, like, how that could be perceived. And, and I, I get the culture, all this different stuff. But, dude, like, he's complicit, too, because I, I agree that it shouldn't just be, oh, she was wrong. She's necessarily. He was a part of that, too. You know what I'm saying? So he, he got to get some flag yeah, too. But she liked it and she kept going. And this is this is another thing. I I like we're her friends. Mm. It's just certain things, you know, but that's that's what I say. It comes with values and you know, just being able to ha- know how to keep those type of people around you that are gonna keep you in check. Like, look, my friend be like, no, we're not doing that, or pulled me or something like that, because I would have did that for my friend if we were at a party. Girl, no, you're not about to do that because it's just about the fact that when you know better, you do better. So, you know, like I said, it's just you just got to keep good people around you. And I, I I don't know. Like I said, she was a freshman, so they don't know no better. But for me and my friends, when we were in college, that wasn't happening. We're not doing that. We're <laughs> going down. It we are not it, doing that. We're going down like that. I, no. I feel it. I feel it. So just to 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 put a close to it before we give our final thoughts, um, I, I agree with you. I don't think that phones exacerbated that at all. I don't think that. I think that phones are a consequence of of the society we live in, and this has gone on before. And to be fair, to be honest worse has happened in in previous generations because a lot of them folks in the 90s was buck wow we saw some of them videos because they they've been had cameras they had them big old news camcorders they used to buy <laughs> like, they used to like, who, whose idea was it to bring that to the party like where what are you doing they were videographers just how they have them now i know but it's just like still <laughs> we could have a good time like what time Man, l- l- listen, for me, now I'm not saying, because first I wouldn't have been to the 90s party. Okay, I wouldn't just say, I wouldn't just re- reemphasize oh, that. Jesus. But I wouldn't just say that. I, even any generation, we, we could have been in the 70s where it was good times on TV. I wouldn't have been there. 
But at the same time, I was the videographer to a certain point at campus events because, you know, for me, like I said, like I used to always say this, I, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't dance. I'm not Greek, so I don't stroll. So what am I going to do here except sit here? Like, so it's like, might as well record, might as well document this on Instagram, might as well tweet about this on Twitter. Like, wh- wh- why not? You know, so I'm a media guy anyway. So it's like, it sort of gave me my place. So like, I understand the camera aspect. They were just really big at that point. I wouldn't have took no big camera. I would just not, I would just not win. You know what I mean? Right. But like, because like, that camera was pretty huge. They were but, huge. But at, at the same time, I, I just don't think that the phones are the problem. I think that that if like what's done in the dark gonna come to light and mm-hmm. and that and that cell phone light is bright you know what i mean like to be honest when that light comes on when lights was on when them that light come on everything comes to the lights exactly and the moral of the story is that's why you are all you always have to be careful about what you do in public because somebody is bound to pull out a phone and a camera so exactly that's the moral of the story <laughs> Exactly. That's more of the story. And listen, you 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 closed it better. You the closer, Shelby. You closed that thing out. You know, man, listen, you call me Brian Lisa Leslie out here. All right. <laughs> Candace Parker. All right. We'll say WNBA player names. All right. But Shelby, so that is it. So Shelby, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lotus Love underscore. And that's L-L-O-T-U-S Love underscore. So, yeah, so you can follow HBCU Pulse, of course, on Instagram, uh, on Twitter, the HBCU Pulse, on TikTok, the HBCU Pulse. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. But uh, once again, we're super excited uh, to be a part of HBCU League Pass. Um, You know, I think this is an amazing opportunity, um, you know, to really, you know, better cover content such as this, you know, Um, because like, you know, without League Pass, I I probably would have passed on this, you know, passed on talking about this. But, you know, because, you know, we have this platform where we can be more instantaneous, you know, in what we speak about, um, I, th- I thought this was important to, to point out. So if you're watching on League Pass, we appreciate you. If you're listening on the podcast, we appreciate you. If you're listening on YouTube, oh, listen, I definitely appreciate you because that assets check is hitting, I'm telling you. Uh, so I really appreciate y'all. Watch some more. All right. Watch the next video. Um, but uh, outside of that, Shelby, that is it for us. Thank you all for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you on the other side. Like what you hear? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head to HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening to HBCU, HBCU Pulse, Pulse Radio. Radio.